name another one, Rick. What's another one that would qualify oh, under important? Anything. I mean, we could have, there's a new restaurant opening up down the street and we're going to go and, and it's, it's grand opening and you only have one of those yes. and it's going to be and significant. My Uncle Joe is opening it up and he'll be very hurt if we don't show up. Yeah. Or grandma's got a new boyfriend and we're going to meet him for the first time. <laughs> It could be anything. People, people, people. Yes. So the manipulator is absolutely going to use this against you. And I'm assuming whoever wrote this, I'm assuming it's an attorney who wrote it. Um, and a judge didn't really read it. He, he no. just signed off on it because they just trust the attorney to write it right. appropriately. And I'll sign off on it. But they might as well have just said special consideration fight about anything you want. <laughs> Why not? Hey, this is Diane Dirks. And I'm Rick Voiles. We've been working with co-parents in conflict for more than two decades. We've taught classes, written books, counseled parents, empathized and agonized a few times to help people make sense of their complicated families. We were talking one day and it occurred to us that helping the most difficult cases comes down to one simple concept. Is one parent willing to let go of the tug of war rope or is it worth it to hold on and fight? So we invite you to take this journey with us each episode as we tackle the questions, should you hold on or let it go? Welcome to Co-Parent Dilemmas, where we give you practical solutions to those impossible co-parents. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? I am doing well. Update on Whoopi. Oh, great. Yes, Whoopi. She's still in the little five-gallon tank that I have, her little hospital tank, you know. But she has now developed an air bubble on her butt. What? <laughs> and, and I don't know what to do with it. So she can't she, turn over at all. Well, she's hasn't she hasn't been able to turn over for months, but um now there's like a balloon sticking out of her bottom. Hmm. And I've looked it up on Reddit because I'm on I belong to a goldfish group on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm worried this might be the end because I'm not sure she's processing her food appropriately. And mm. so I'm a little sad. Yeah. Whoopie might, you know, and then there's that, do I let her hang on or do I, mm. do I um, euthanize her? But when you look up how to euthanize a goldfish, you know what they say is the most humane way to do it? No. Hit it in the head with a hammer. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, that's because the most humane way? Because it's quick. Oh. Yes, they say that's the most, because then they won't feel the pain. But I I just could, you know, she's like my little buddy, right? But I also worry about her quality of life. And, you know, although she still flaps her little fins and seems to be happy, you mm -hmm. know. So I just keep her alive because she, you know, brings me joy. But I'm mm -hmm. not sure if I bring her joy. Anyway, anybody who's a goldfish aficionado out there, I'll I'll post a picture on social media and see if anybody has any advice about what I do with the bubble butt. <laughs> bubble butt. That sounds like the name of a goldfish rather I than, know, than a, I a know. symptom. I know. So anyway. obviously you're going to have somebody else 
do the hammering. If I have to. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It's hard. Unlike a dog or a cat, you know, you kind of know when the end of life is coming with fish. You just don't know Mm -hmm. because she's just already floating on the top. Oh, man. But she's still eating. Mm -hmm. But I think she's blowing up. (laughs) Right. Is she suffering? Yeah. You can't ask, so I don't. No, she can't tell you. My goodness! Wow. Sorry, sorry, yeah. you're going through that. Gee. Yeah. When people were going to make fun of me, it's just a goldfish, but you don't understand. No, I'll let them make fun of you. Yeah. Anyway, okay. What are we doing today, Rick? <laughs> We've got a, a really weird paragraph <laughs> to go over in a parenting plan, and. We're doing these things to give you all some guidance in in modifications or you're writing your parenting plan uh, that some of the pitfalls and some of the dangers you want to stay out of. And this one, golly, why? It's it's another in the series of parenting plan disasters. Right. Oh, man. Okay. Let's jump in. Do you want, this is from Heather. And Rick, do you want to read the paragraph in question? Yes. It's called, the paragraph is called special consideration. Special consideration shall be given by each parent to make the children available to attend family functions, including funerals, weddings, family reunions, religious holidays, important ceremonies, and other significant events in the life of the child or in the life of either parent, which may inadvertently conflict with the parent time schedule. That's one wordy sentence. (laughs) Yes, that is one long sentence. Mm -hmm. This violates all five of my (laughs) commandments. Yes. What? (laughs) All righty. So let's think about this. First of all, um, commandment number three, thou shalt define abstract terms. Mm-hmm. I think they were attempting to do that. The abstract phrase here is special consideration. Right. Then they decided to define what a special consideration might be. By giving examples. Yeah. Yes. Like funerals, weddings, family reunions. And religious holidays, and then I think they should have put a period there. That would have been sufficient. But no, we have to then get all abstract again, right? Yes. Because they went on to say important ceremonies. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the word important, obviously, is going to be in question. And other significant events in the life of the children or in the life of either parent, which may, you know, affect the parent time schedule. So they defined special consideration and then they undefined it. So we have a problem here. Special consideration could mean anything. So let's fix that problem by defining it in a way that it could mean anything at all. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because... That leaves it completely up to personal interpretation. 
right. which which it has, or we wouldn't have gotten this from the, right. the Yeah, I don't normally see this type of paragraph in a parenting plan. No. So this tells me they were having conflict around these things, and somebody decided it would be a good idea to now define these things to make sure the kids didn't miss important events with their other parent, which I understand. Sure. Um, you all can go back and listen to our very first episode mm-hmm. two and a half years ago where we defined this whole thing. But if you don't want to do that, we're going to redefine it again. Yep. So this reminds me of job descriptions. Hmm. There's 14 bullet points of all the things you're supposed to do in the job. And the last bullet point <laughs> says and any and all other <laughs> All other job duties as prescribed by your supervisor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which means forget Whatever all the you're rest told. of that stuff. Just do what you're told. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's how I interpret this paragraph. They probably should have just left it out because they defined it and then undefined it. Um, let's see. What other violations do we have here? They violated, um, obviously, Commandment number one, thou shalt make it simple for the children and clear for the adults. I think all the abstraction has created a lack of clarity. Very much. Um, how how does this paragraph leave loopholes for the manipulator? That's oh, my goodness. Oracle question. <laughs> Man. Yeah. A loophole. What is the definition of important? What is a significant event? Um and which parent, what if you have a significant event in both the parents' lives on that same weekend, yeah. one wants to invoke the special consideration and the other one says, well, it's my parenting time and a significant event. You've got a conflict. Right. And, you know, I'm thinking of the many years I've worked with co-parents and the many things they've brought to me. And I can think of like a dozen right off the top of my head, but like one like this. Well, Johnny's best friend is having a skate party on Saturday and Johnny's best friend is moving away and it'll be the last (laughs) time Johnny gets to see his friend. So you have to let him go. Yep. Is that an important event in the child's life that you need to make a consideration for? And do you look like a horrible person when you say no? Well, according to this paragraph. Well, I already have an event planned don't know what it is yet, but I'm planning it. Right. Yes. <laughs> so I don't have to give in to this this one more special consideration request. Or it, I don't know, name another one, Rick. What's another one that would qualify okay. under important? Anything. I mean, we could have there's a new restaurant opening up down the street, and we're gonna go and, and it's it's grand opening, and you only have one of those. Yes, and it's gonna be and significant. My Uncle Joe is opening it up and he'll be very hurt if we don't show up. Yeah. Or grandma's got a new boyfriend and we're going to meet him for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it could be anything. People, people, people. Yeah. It reminds me it, when my kids were in school, you remember the Harry Potter movies come out? Yes. You know, th- there would be these, there would be these movie events that were really huge uh, to our family because movies are big. And I would go to school and and check them all out of school on that day that the movie opened because I and I wrote down they had a doctor's appointment. And of course, the doctor appointment was with me because <laughs> because I'm the I'm Dr. Rick Foyles. So. <laughs> Uh, are devious. They still devious. talk about that. <laughs> they were significant. <laughs> yes, yes. So 
the manipulator is absolutely going to use this against you. And I'm assuming whoever wrote this, I'm assuming it's an attorney who wrote it. Um, and a judge didn't really read it. He, he no. just signed off on it because they really, they just trust the attorney to write it right. appropriately and I'll sign off on it. Or maybe a mediator wrote this. I don't know if, how they got this paragraph, but they might as well have just said special consideration, fight about anything you want. <laughs> Why not? It's court give, order. It gives you permission to just make up things to fight about. Fight about, yes. <laughs> but I'm assuming that person was thinking, we're going to put some examples so it's clear that we kind we know what we're referring to. And the judge and his interpretation of this paragraph, who's a reasonable human being, will know what we're talking about. Right. And that might be true. But in the meantime, in the four years before we get back to court, this paragraph is going to be a thorn in the reasonable parent's side. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Very much. Yeah. So the reasonable parent, the non-impossible parent has a couple of choices here when they have a paragraph like this. They can just say, well, I'll decide when I think it's important enough. And we we advise that anyway. If you go back to our episode number one, we advise, yeah, they're going to try to pull stuff, but you decide whether you think your children will really be missing out if they don't attend that event. And if you don't want them to miss out, then let it go. Yeah. Let them go. Let them go. And don't ask for makeup because you decided as a parent, it was more important that they go to grandma's funeral than they hang out with you that day, or it was more important that they're the flower girl in aunt Sue's wedding than to be with you that day. And those are choices. Those are parenting choices you make in service of your children's experiences. I kind of laughed when it said, and other significant events in the life of the children or in the life of either parent. That's, I mean, they could have stopped with life of the children. Yes. <laughs> but now yep significant events in the parent's life somehow is is okay to be this, flexible about this is a classic example of uh where one tiny word can have such a, a devastating effect when i'm teaching mediation and teaching the new mediators writing agreements people will argue over the word or or but or and or yes. the and right. those those little words can have a whole lot mm -hmm. of power. Yep, we talked about that. Remember the birthday party? The yes, birthday party. The birthday not party. a birthday party. <laughs> yes, be careful what you write. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hey, listeners! A new year means a new opportunity to make choices in your child's best interest. However, when a co-parent is abusing alcohol and your kid's safety is at risk, you may feel like you're at a fork in the road, forced to either limit parenting time or allow custodial time to continue, despite the inherent risk. Neither option is desirable, making it, well, a dilemma. Fortunately, there's Soberlink. Soberlink is a high-tech breathalyzer system that sends you instant results of a co-parent's alcohol levels. When your co-parent tests, their identity is automatically confirmed with facial recognition and tamper sensors ensure no cheating has occurred. You then get instant proof that your kids are safe in their care. So help your family thrive in the new year. 
Visit www.soberlink.com slash dilemmas to learn more and get $50 off your device. So my advice for Heather is, you know, if you end up back in court, just strike this completely out of the, the court order. Yes. But until then, if and until then, you have to live with this because it's in there. You have to respect the order. And we're so, sorry that it's yes. in there making your life miserable. So every time he or she says to you, well, the, the court order says I can have the kids or I should have the kids or you should give special, con- special not just consideration, but special consideration to the fact that um, we're taking grandma on a cruise on your week because grandma might die soon. <laughs> On the cruise. That, that is a special <laughs> consideration yes. for me to get your week in the summer um, that you decide. You say, and you write it down. You know, he or she mm. asked me for this mm-hmm. day for this purpose. And then I decided that the kids it wouldn't affect them negatively if they didn't attend. Right. And that you keep a journal of that. And if you ever do end up back in court and this comes up and it will Mm -hmm. say, well, here are the things I let them do. I let them go to his brother's funeral. I let them go to his wedding. I let them go to, you know, the hospital to see grandma on her dying bed. I didn't let him go on a cruise with his girlfriend. I didn't let them go to the skating party. Mm Mm-hmm. For his second cousin daughter's birthday. <laughs> right. So that she at least has some reasoning instead of, I just didn't want him to have my time, which is typically looked at as being inflexible. And write it down at the time that you've made. Yeah. Don't try to remember and go back. Write yeah. it down and date it. Yeah. So here's kind of an oxymoron. I don't know. It's probably the wrong word to use. So we put a paragraph in the parenting plan because they've been fighting about it. Mm-hmm. And then this violates my rule about be flexible unless you fight about it. So they put the paragraph in there because they're fighting about it so that the paragraph can create more fighting about it. Uh, that's terrible, right? <laughs> I know. It's kind of like one cancels out the other. What were this they paragraph thinking? Wouldn't be in there if they weren't already fighting about it. Yes. So we either don't put anything in there at all, or we do a lot better job. It could have said very specifically if either parent is getting married, either parent has a immediate relative funeral. Yes. If either parent has a family reunion, if the child has a baptism, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, catechism, I don't know, you name all the things, depending on the religion. Right. Then those will trump regular parenting time. Yeah. Somehow. You could do that. Whatever the the fight was. Whatever that fight was in their particular, yes. In their particular situation, then name it. But to go into all this, you know, important ceremonies and any other event that the life, yeah. Well, and that's what the plan B is for. If it, if your special event, uh, 
falls on not your parenting time. You either test your negotiation skills and try to get the other parent to trade with you. If not, then you come up with a plan B. You don't need a paragraph to do that. Right. So Heather, if you go to court at some point, a reasonable judge will think your reasons are reasonable if you remember them. So that's why you're saying journal them. Yep. Dad contacted me and said that um, his grandfather passed away and he wants to take the kids to the funeral. And that's often even a difficult thing, depending on how old your children are. What if one child doesn't is scared to go to a funeral and the other one is okay with it? You know, some kids don't want to see a dead body. Mm. Right. You know, so even, even that can create is what's good for the kids. Mm -hmm. right? What is best for them? It's not about parenting time. No. Who gets the time, you know? So child development has to be considered as well. And then you can't write a paragraph about that because each child is going to be different. So So you've got the funeral that falls on prom night and (laughs) the child was not at any connection with grandpa. I didn't like grandpa, you know? And so I'm going to prom. I don't, I don't want to go to the funeral. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's bizarre and wrong, but okay. (laughs) How dare Grandpa die have a funeral on prom night? It's just you get into the weeds so quickly. Yes. Right? That we can think of all kinds of variables that would be playing into this that would never make this cut and dry. So it really has to do with whoever's time it is per the court order. You get to make a decision based on what you think is in your child's best interest and you make it. And I think the word consideration allows the child to do it. The order is saying you must consider. It doesn't say you must do. Right. But I think to make a good case in court about it, you would have to probably have your reasons. So journal your reasons and then move on with life. So here's the, here's the problem. Your last, no, your fourth commandment. It's in there. So respect it. Mm -hmm. How do I, how do I respect this? By considering, (laughs) you know, we also, you also know if you truly are saying no to a request because you just, don't want to give in one more time. Be careful because when you have that same kind of request, then they're not going to give in for the same reason. And then the kids lose Yeah, out on something that might be important to them. So, you know, how would you want to be treated if this were your situation? And I realize people lie all the time and they say, I want to take the kids to my cousin's funeral. And then the kids come home and you find out they went to the beach. Right. That happens all the time. Yeah. But it's the same way I feel about giving money to the homeless person on the street. I don't Mm. know that he's not going to take that and go buy alcohol, but that's not my motivation. My motivation is I'm doing something out of the goodness of my heart. And I feel like in the end, that's going to be meaningful. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they might lie to you, but what is your motivation is more important than their motivation. Yeah. So check your motivation. If your motivation is just simply to hurt the other parent, that's a poor motivation. If your motivation is you really don't think it's good for the kids, or you don't think it's important for the kids, then do do what you want to do. Because you you have to live with you. 
Right. And we always tell people, you know, execute the parenting plan in a way that when you've reached the end of this parenting plan thing, you are proud of how you did it. Because mm-hmm. that's all you're going to have left. That's all you're going to have left is your pride and hopefully well-adjusted children. Yeah. It's not going to be a trophy. There's no trophy at the end of this that said you were co-parent of the decade. Uh-uh. There's no accolades. All your friends are just going to be rolling their eyes going, okay, do we have to hear this again? So you're not going to get any kudos from your friends. Your family members completely misunderstand the whole situation. And so they don't want to hear about it. This is a lonely, lonely journey. Yes. So the only thing left at the end of it is you being able to say, I couldn't control him or her, but I know that I did right by my kids and I did the right thing. And I am proud of who I am and who I've been all these years. And that will carry you into the future in a pretty amazing way. Yeah. And hopefully that in doing so, I modeled a life that my I, I would be proud of my kids emulated. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That is our sermon for today. Can I have an amen? <laughs> amen. Okay. Preach right, it, Rick. sister. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Okay. All right. Keep those uh, paragraphs coming. They're interesting, and we enjoy kind of picking them apart and helping out with how not to do it in the future or how to do it better or what to do when you got one and don't know how to execute. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Good stuff, Rick. We will talk to you all next week. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, listeners. Many of you have inquired about online co-parent coaching. Diane and I don't have the time ourselves to provide that service, but the organization we both work for does. The Center for Navigating Family Change will be launching its online coaching program under our training and direction this fall. We think our CNFC coaches are going to be swamped with requests, so we want to give our Co-Parent Dilemma listeners first dibs. Just go to the link in our show notes to complete the pre-registration form that will push you to the front of the line. There's no obligation, and you'll get information about how it will work so that you can decide. It's time to take advantage of having your own personal Co-Parent coach to help you respond to your difficult Co-Parent. The information contained in this podcast is generic. It must not be misconstrued as constituting legal or psychological advice. Decisions relevant to any specific individual, family system, or case require the direct evaluation of skilled, child-centered professionals.